you're listening to the Casual Swinger Podcast. As your hosts, we need to warn you that the material you're about to hear may be sexual or explicit in nature. This podcast is intended for an adult audience. Now, we don't expect you to act like adults. What's the fun in that? We're a married couple living in Florida with over 13 years of experience in the lifestyle, and we take almost nothing seriously. Casual Swinger is a variety show, meaning we'll cover everything from music to events, travel, and even the occasional hilarious screw-up. Our show is about entertainment. We're not licensed professionals. Not anything. And our stories, commentary, and guidance should not be confused with the opinions of a licensed professional. Now that you know, let's take those pants off and get comfy. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Casual Swinger. I am And I'm Mallory. Happy fucking New Year. Happy fucking new year <laughs> that's the best way we can put it i like to say hope everybody had a great swinger dead season oh the holidays yeah the holidays are where like swingers go to die like nothing happens during the holidays i think there's probably a few folks that had some successes but we're not one of them <laughs> don't we're definitely not <laughs> i mean and what i mean by that is like, you know i mean your holiday christmas parties family all that stuff happens so mm-hmm. there's really not a lot of swinger shit that happens between christmas and new year's that's- kids are out of school can't get anybody to watch them because it's a holiday. Yeah. They got their own bullshit. Yeah, you know, ours are grown and, uh, you know, that brings up a good thing. You, like, what we did yeah. over the holidays. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. That's what we did. Negative. And it's fucking dry January. <laughs> we stay- yes. We even stayed home for New Year's Eve. Yeah, I think we were in bed by, like, 9 o'clock or something That's stupid. not true. We totally made it past midnight, but... Did we? Yeah. But well, we that's right because the casual dogs shit all over the place because uh, of the fireworks. It wasn't shit. It was drool. Oh, whatever. I slipped in it and I was Stop angry. Stop it. This is why we're going to rank for poop. I don't like slipping in anything biological. I, I will say it is seriously disgusting to step in a pile of dog drool. It, I, it's, last it's, night, I swore to God that it was just like <laughs> stepping in jizz. Yeah, that was not cool. Was not awesome. But yeah, so that happened. But yeah, so it's dry January and I'm afraid it broke our interesting. Do you guys know how fucking hard it is to look at all this whiskey and not drink it? We have I, a lot of whiskey Okay, in the bar. so first of all, welcome to my world because you bring home bottles you know, on a regular basis that neither of us can drink. No, because they're so very special bottles own, and you can't drink the special it's bottle. My own personal hell. No, oh, whatever. But you're right. I feel less interesting. I, I feel I a little feel boring. Infinitely less interesting. I want to go to bed by nine thirty. Like I'm a lot every grumpier night. too. Like I get why all these old farts <laughs> in our neighborhood are angry all the time because they're not drinking, they're not partying, they're not having sex. They're they just go to bed early and wake up and go get off my lawn. Oh man. I mean, it's not my fault. But I am looking forward to February 1st. Yeah, no shit, me too. We're at the halfway point of season four here on Casual Swinger, and is it me, or does it seem like the season's taking fucking forever? Ooh, we did have some, like, hiccups and, like, some delays in our schedule. Just so a this, few, this, little month break here, a <laughs> little month break the there. The season's going to take, like, two years. Yeah, season four, that last, the never-ending season for Casual Swinger, but... We are just really getting started. We have some really cool episodes coming your way and some guests that I think you guys are going to love. We got some fun episodes coming down the pike. Some really, mm-hmm. uh, I I think it's going to be really creative and interesting for you guys. I do too. I'm excited for the interviews we have lined up for the second half of the season. So yeah, quite a few. You know, interviews are hard when you're, when your podcast has the word swinger in it, it intuitively just tells everybody don't do that because it's not you know conducive to your brand or it's not who you are i think that most people look at the name of our show and think that we just record ourselves fucking somebody every episode and that's (laughs) what this is and obviously it's not you guys know that 78 episodes of casual swinger you guys probably know who we are 
You really think that's what they think? Oh, I know that's what they think. I mean, essentially, what's the the folks at uh, in Key West for Fantasy Fest? Oh, yeah, that's right. They, they were like, we totally don't want to be associated with your kind of show. I was like, I've totally been naked in your parade, though. I know, right? I know. It's like, yeah, I could go down there. And if I painted my dick like an elephant trunk, I could walk around with it. But no. Yeah. First of all, I'd be a very small elephant, like a pygmy elephant. <sighs> You keep saying that. <laughs> anyway, so what's this episode about, Mallory? What are we going to talk about today? This episode is called Mission Impossible. Cue the music. Dun, 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 dun. This actually is a um, brainchild of yours, but I love that it came. It, it really was inspired by a listener question. It was. And, you know, we don't do a lot of listener question episodes. And it's not because we don't love you guys. It's because you guys don't ask us a lot of fucking questions. So... <laughs> So it always blows my mind, like, when I listen to some other podcasts and they're like, questions of the day, and they've got 15 questions from listeners. I'm like, no one ever asks us shit. <laughs> but... I mean, what does that should say a lot about us? We are not a trusted resource. Anyway, but um, this one's a little bit tricky, right? And it is. It's one you've actually purposely stayed away from, is that correct? Yeah, I stayed away from it because it's a really touchy subject, right? I think that for guys that, that are in this position... It's touchy because it's frustrating for women who are with guys that are in this position. It's touchy because those guys characteristically find themselves very envious of the female position. So it actually leads to more fights and, and disagreements in ethically non-monogamous couples I, than a lot of other things. Yeah, I could see the hurt feelings and the, the stress maybe. Well, yeah, up, up there. I mean, think about it. If the guy's always staying home with the kids. And by the way, what are we talking about? I, I was what just is gonna this say. episode about? Let's <laughs> probably get to that. But they, they, contextually, they might have figured it out, but go ahead and lift the skirt. Right. Yeah, go lift the skirt. I like how you did that. Uh, no, so why is it so easy, comparatively speaking, for a married woman to get laid and so outrageously fucking hard for a guy to do the same thing as a married guy in an ethically non-monogamous relationship? That's the question we're going to tackle here today on Casual Swinger. And we call it Mission Impossible because it's damn near impossible to do it on a regular basis. Definitely and presented you, some challenges. Well, and if you think about it, what it requires is a plan of action. And in a lot of cases, a detailed plan. And we were kind of joking about this earlier. Oh, my God. Are you going to go through the like the whiteboard and like the... the uh, what, what do the generals use when they're planning a, like, attacks? Oh, the little stuff. pieces. And, yeah, I mean, it, it does require a plan of attack and a strategy, and we're going to talk about that. But, I mean, it definitely doesn't, you know, require you, like, drawing it out on the whiteboard, even though most guys, when they do go to draw it out on the whiteboard, they just kind of draw stick figures and go, stick figure A, this is me, and then draw this big arrow over to the pussy and go, profit. And that's a bad plan. And then you look at, you know, some of their plans and their plans are, you know, all intricate and, you know, multiple phases and waves and we're going to flank her and then we're going to take her out at the bar and we're going to bend her over and then we're going to fuck her. And it's like, uh, no, that's not going to work either. That's way too detailed and way too difficult and you're going to look like a creeper. So we're going to talk about the challenges of that a little bit today. We're going to dig in. I think it's going to be fun. We're going to cover our thoughts on what the issues are and give you guys a few thoughts on some things you can do to help ensure your best chances of success in this mission impossible, which is getting laid as a married guy in an open relationship. Huzzah! A hot husband, if you will. <laughs> hot husbanding. Why not? Hot husband. Hus husbanding for fun and profit. <laughs> for fun. Drop the profit. Oh. Well, there's got to the be profit. <laughs> I mean, there's no profit in casual toys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Moving on. So are you an OnlyFans or personal content creator? I'm not. Are uh, you? No. 
I thought about it though. I'm oh. ready. I'm ready to quit my job. You let's probably should. You'd kill it, <laughs> especially them titties. So let's talk about uh, the content creators uh, wish list that we've created. So content creators of all kinds have been using Amazon uh, historically for uh, wish lists and and other items. And what what they do is protect their their data, their information, that that personal info, right? Which yeah, is really it's, cool. It's a great way for content creators to create a wish list and maintain their privacy. Uh, and, and I mean, in my personal perspective, I think it's a great way if you're really looking to have somebody buy you a coffee maker, <laughs> it's really great, right? Sure. But I think that coffee maker doesn't make you money. Yeah. I think this is, so we put together this program specifically for these types of creators. It gives you the same amount of privacy. However, it gives you additional and creative revenue streams to maximize your footprint essentially for your fan base and it gives your fans, you know, additional opportunities to have custom content. Yeah. And we'll interact with you on a more personal level. So OnlyFans creators, if you happen to listen to this show, what we're talking about is the casual creators program and the casual creators program resides at creators.casualtoys.com. And it actually gives you the ability to go in and create your own account where you can, as Mallory just told you, create wish lists that protect your identity from your fans. Mm -hmm. But here's the best part. You can turn those wish lists around into a way for you to earn even more money from your fans. Yes. From things like selling lingerie or toys. Well, and think about it this way. So there's a few few different facets to this program. Lingerie is a great example. So on your wish list, you, you can have 10 pieces of lingerie. And say one of your fans buys that for you. Mm-hmm. Here's a fun fact. Out of everything that they purchase, you get 5% of the total. So That's not right. only you make five points. do you get the product, but you get a little kickback, a little a little affiliate money there. So every day. time you get free stuff, you get free yep. money. And then you receive that said lingerie and you can create custom content that you can charge for. And that's yes. amazing. And then you're done with the lingerie and you can resell that piece to your fan base right. to make additional revenue. To think that about fan that. or to another fan. So you can turn around and take the thing that you got as a gift and made money on and sell it for a profit and then turn around and put it right back in your wish list and do it again. And, and think about the myriad of opportunities with, you know, not just lingerie, but toys and, and other articles that we sell inside that store that they could leverage for that same article. There's four opportunities by the time they click buy for you to create additional revenue paths. Absolutely. So I think there's a lot of folks out there. I mean, Amazon's probably the most popular one out there that are trying to do wish lists, but not everybody's giving you the ability to make more money. And that's really what we wanted to do for the OnlyFans folks out there. We got a really cool thing coming up here in just a couple of weekends. I'm really excited to hook up with some of these guys. We have some local OnlyFans creators. We're going to do a party with them, Mm -hmm. sponsor that courtesy of Motor Bunny and Liberator. They actually enabled us to do that. So I'm very excited and thankful for Motor Bunny and Liberator. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to give them an update. Let Let them know how it went. Yeah, so both of those guys stepped up to help us throw that party. We're really excited. And just a reminder, that is, again, at creators.casualtoys.com. That's where you go to sign up as a creator to create your own wish list. And once you go in and do that, uh, then what we'll do is we'll send you an invite to create your account on Casual Toys, and that'll get everything solidified and we'll go from there. So uh, yes. at some point, we'll do a video so we show you how to do all yeah, that. Yeah, I am more than happy to do a walkthrough. To, to show people how to set that up. It's actually really simple. And if you can't find it on our website, please feel free to email us at sales at casualtoys.com. Absolutely. God, you're getting good at that. It's like you know how to find us. I do. <laughs> we'll get to that later, though. 
Well, hey, how about some vacation planning? We got to figure that shit out. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is the first year that we have zero keto trips planned. And we're trying to figure out exactly what to do. And I, again, I'm down with crowdsourcing some ideas. Obviously, I still want to go to Hedo, but I, we just don't know what that looks like this year. We don't. And we've got a conversation going right now with Hedo. So we'll kind of see what happens with that. We've got kind of an idea of a week that we'd like to go down. So maybe we'll take some of you guys with us. That would be cool. That would be kind of neat. I think that'd be Let's fun. party. I mean, we do have some friends coming to visit. We do. We have a... a, a DL trip to the mountains in May. Oh, that's going to be fun. I'm yes. looking forward to that, and I know yeah. who's going. So it's just some of my favorite humans on earth. What about PCAP in June? Oh, my God, fucking PCAP. I cannot wait. That's something I don't mind taking vacation for, even though we're working. I love PCAP. You know, and it's cool. I've never been to Palm Springs, so I'm excited to be in the area. Absolutely. Especially in June. It's, the weather's going to be fucking gorgeous. Yeah, PCAP is more than 50% sold out. If you guys have not signed up for PCAP yet, make sure to go to casualswinger.com and click on events. And you can go down and click on our link right there, and that link will take you to our sign-up for Podcastapalooza. Join us in Palm Springs in June. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be amazeballs. All right. Well, hey, baby, you want to tell everybody how to find us, and we'll get on with this Mission Impossible. Dun, 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 sure. Dun, I'm just going to so, sit here and hum the song. <laughs> so we're Casual Swinger everywhere. You can find us at casualswinger.com. Feel free to shoot us a message, podcast at casualswinger.com. We are on all the social media, right? Yeah, uh, I think so. YouTube, no, well, uh, YouTube, let's see, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have a couple others. I'm setting up a TikTok. By yeah, the we're way. even on Getter. I, yeah. I signed us up for Getter the other day. Oh, that's the, the other new one. one. Yeah. Joe Rogan's there. Figured oh, it was okay, okay since we're as big as Rogan. Hi, Joe. Yeah, good old Joe. We're on first name basis with Joe. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm still trying to figure out what to do with TikTok. Like, I have it. And now I'm like, what do I do? Post your butthole. My butthole? I don't think, I think that's against their T's and C's. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I don't think that'll fly. We'll get banned immediately. All right. Uh, but you can also find us on the dating sites. That's Cassidy, SLS, STC, and Double Dating Nation. Hell yeah. All right, folks, we'll be back with this hot Mission Impossible episode. You've been listening to Casual Swing. Welcome back to Casual Swinger. I'm Mallory. Oh, good. I'm still Mickey. <laughs> I was really worried that you had left and some other hot girl had sat in your place and I could have sex with a woman that's not my wife and I wouldn't have to work for it. Um, I mean, I can totally leave. That's not See what happens. Yeah, that's not going to help. Okay. <laughs> Continue. All right. So let's, let's talk open relationships. You know, swinging has lots of uh, permutations and... Some of the most popular, especially lately, or at least that are trending, or maybe what we have line of sight to, uh, play styles is the stag vixen or, or hot wife, which we've had lots of conversations about on here on the show. Um, but it's not always the girl that gets to play, though, right? Do the guys get to play, too? No, very rarely. <laughs> just sit okay. on the sidelines and masturbate, watch the kids, play with the dogs, wait for you to come home. All right, but, but hot husbands, they are a thing. Yes. Yeah. So we're queens. Okay. Um, but what I'm hearing is it's really fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's damn near impossible. It's incredibly difficult. Okay. So you have historical data with playing as a solo married man. Yes. Okay. And according to you, it's like the hardest fucking thing you've ever done. I found calculus to be easier. 
Uh, and well, you're not good at math. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly my point. That is you have picking up what I'm putting down right there, darling. It's incredibly difficult. I think it's one of the hardest things in the lifestyle uh, really to do is to play as a married man. You think um, it would be such a natural yeah. fit because when I think of, of men out in the wild, you know, it, it, you guys almost seem to thrive on the chase a little bit. Well, I, I think initially when when couples open up their relationship, the guy's like, yeah, this is a great idea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hook up and you go do your thing and I'll go do my thing. And then he creates a profile and he sits back and he goes and just waits for the ladies to come running through the door, you know. And, it, of course, that doesn't happen. So let's just get this out of the way. And, and, again, there's going to be some aspects to this episode that you, yes, you, sitting in your chair, whether you're in your car, in your office, at the gym, that you don't agree with. Okay, this is definitely opinion-centric for us. Yes. So don't take this as gospel your mileage and your experience may be different. Oh my gosh, nothing we say should be taken as gospel. Fuck no, we're idiots. But the thing that I want to get out of the way is if you decide to mutually open your relationship, gentlemen, there is a rule. Much like gravity or the sun rising in the east, your wife will get laid more than you will. (laughs) That is a rule. It is a cosmic fucking law. Your wife will get laid more than you. It just is the way it is. So start this journey by accepting that simple but sometimes unfortunate truth. Now, the rest of what I'm going to say here and the but rest why? of what Valerie's going to say is opinion. That is a law. It is like gravity. She's going to get laid more than you. Okay. It's 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 irrefutable. Okay, but why? Uh, well, it's, all right. School me all right, up. Mallory, school all right, me let, up. Let's play a game. Okay. All right, since you're sitting there being all fucking smug. <laughs> all right. You are. You've got you've got the smug face right now. Like, well, I don't see the problem. I tell me all about it. Opportunity. Come on. Opportunity, my balls. (laughs) All right, let's start with that. All right, Mallory, we're gonna play a game. You're sitting your happy ass at a bar. I like with that smug little face, but not in dry January. No, not in dry January because you're very smug and or smarmy because that makes me unapproachable. No, you're definitely smug right now. But okay, we're gonna play a game. You're sitting at a bar, and this handsome, good looking charming guy comes up and sits down next to you. He's funny. He's got perfect teeth, beautiful eyes. He's he's making the right jokes. Everybody Yes, I will leave my him. husband. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go cry now. But here's what happens. He looks at you and he offers to buy you a drink. And you're already like, "Yeah, hey." Okay. But now now you look at his hands and you see no evidence of a wedding ring. Okay, I don't check. <laughs> but okay. All right. But let's say you did okay. because you had a soul this time. Okay. And and you you look down, no evidence of a wedding ring. What is your first reaction? Game on, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, You're like, hey. Yeah, I mean, if you, do, if you don't see it there, you're, the assumptions, they're single. Okay. Or and you, so I, with yeah. everything he's got going for I him. I think. I think. With okay. everything he's got going for him and you... And I having a, a somewhat open relationship, you'd be like, all right, uh, yeah, right? You, um, yeah. Let's fuck. If right? it goes well, sure. Okay, yeah. right. All right, I'm going to give you the exact same guy. Just as charming, just as handsome, just as affable. Everybody loves him. Same guy, but you look down and see a wedding ring. Gross. 
I'm just kidding. Really? I mean, it took <laughs> half a second. You're like, fuck him. Gross. I hope he dies in a fiery no, crash. I, no, no, no. Don't put words in my mouth. I know. I saw it. You were smug. You could put many other things in my mouth, but not those words. Definitely not. All right. Well, you definitely so, thought, fuck that guy. Actually, we've it. we've had this debate before, and, he, and here's my perspective. Um, yes, seeing a wedding ring, it's a trigger, right, to Why? ask those questions. Be Why? What triggers you about because it? Because at that point, the assumption is, especially if we met out in the wild, Right. Just at a bar. This is not a pre, you know, determined date. We haven't been chatting. I don't know this guy before he approached me. For me, from a moral karmic perspective, I see that wedding ring and I'm like, you fucker. <laughs> I, I'm so going to automatically fucker because he's married. <laughs> I'm going to. And this is me showing what kind of asshole I am. I mean, he's trying I'm going, to fucker. I'm going to assume that he's. I've already assumed he's married and does not have permission. Like, he's just being a scoundrel. And that may not be the case. You know, statistically speaking, what was it? Over 20% of folks are in some type of open relationship oh, or had this experience before, before. So there is a possibility that that human being may have permission to do so. But in that moment, my snap judgment, because I'm still human, would be rascal. Rascal, really? Well, that's scoundrel. What you came up with. I know. I, I like scoundrel better, actually. Rascals back. are lovable. You yeah, know? I know. This, They're adorable. You're like you, skullduggerous. Fuck, get out of here. Skullduggerous. Right? That's good. Very, very good. Right. Give me more. So, help me out here. I mean, is being married a turnoff for you, ladies? All right, let's just talk about you. Be smug. Go ahead. Okay, I'm not being smug. It's not <laughs> being married is not a turnoff, but it is. It could be a deal breaker. Because it really depends on the ethical part of the rest of that conversation. I just, I don't want to be privy to someone else's adultery. I mean, there's so many other options in this world. I just don't want to be a part of that fucking mess. Yeah. And, you know, I think you've done a pretty good job of explaining what it is and what that triggering mechanism is for you. And I don't know in that situation that there's a way around it because there's nothing he can say that's going to make you feel like it's in okay. That, in that moment, I've already decided he's a liar. You're 100% right. I've made that judgment, and every word that could possibly come out of his mouth in that moment, aside from his wife in that bar walking over to me and be like, I would love for you to have sex with my husband. Um, Which in a different situation would also send you running out of the bar. Yeah, Probably. <laughs> so I'm just saying the chances, and this is where the Mission Impossible theme comes from, because in the wild, it's going to be very difficult to do while being honest. It seems like the only way around it in the wild is to lie. And I, or I, I've omit. seen so many guys or do Or lie it. by omission, yeah. yeah. I, and I have to be perfectly honest, in my early days in the lifestyle, when I was in an open marriage and an open relationship, I got to the point where I did lie about it and yeah, because I, it was the only way. Like, I, no one would give me a chance. Yeah. Yeah, you've actually, you were very honest about that part of it when we talked about you being the lifestyle before I came into mm -hmm. the picture and you, you playing solo. When you said that, I was like, wow, you didn't even miss a beat or feel guilty. You're like, well, you know, different times. and Actually, I don't know if you remember this, but the bitch of it yeah. was that when I was being semi-dishonest well no I was being entirely fucking dishonest let's just call a spade a spade uh but a lot of the women so out of the five or six that I had that were regulars four of them ended up being married and were cheating on their husbands oh so by proxy they were lying as well uh-huh 
Oh, but shit. they all would have told me to eat shit and fuck off if I was married. Did they let you know they were married ahead of time? Not initially. It it came out in the wash. But I'm like, and so the first, so the first one, I was like, oh, come on, wow, that's refreshing. Me too. And she's like, you son of a bitch. And she like left me sitting there in the bar. I mean, it absolutely happened. So it was okay for her, but not for 100%. you. Hundred percent. Get out. Hundred percent. That's fucked up. You're telling me, which is why I'm like, well, I'm never telling the truth again as long as I live. That did not work out either, obviously, because I'm so truthful now. It's painful. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, when yeah I ask did, me how I know. I'm very careful the questions I ask you because if yeah, I'm not prepared be. for the truth, it's it's going to be a long, hard ride. Yeah. Yeah. You should not ask me anything you don't want the unvarnished truth for. So uh, when I played solo back in the day, though, I did struggle with this and I found success, but it wasn't the easiest thing. Right. Yeah. So what else did you have to do? So... I mean, thank you for being honest about, you know, lying, which is kind of funny to say in the same sentence. But what el- what else did you have to do to be successful? Did you find success other ways? You know, so in those days, and it's not like this was the dawn of time, so I'm not sitting here on my front porch in my rocking chair with my corn cob pipe going, back in my day, yeah, maybe a little. But, you know, for example, Tinder wasn't a thing. Apps on our phones that did as much as a computer weren't really a thing. <laughs> Wait, please date yourself. Can you tell them what services you use? Okay, so this is like one of those fucked up things on <laughs> social media that goes, tell me you're old without telling me your age. <laughs> Fuck you, Mallory. <laughs> How about that? Okay. No, okay, I'll tell you. Uh, so I use things like Plenty of Fish, uh, MySpace to a certain extent, right? Dropping into somebody's DMs was totally cool back then. Now it's sliding into their DMs, I think they call it, but whatever. Uh but, you know, things like Plenty of Fish, things like uh, Adult Friend Finder. Yeah. Uh, I was on AFF. I was all over AFF. I was where I was trying was, to yeah. do the right thing. That was like the spot. It was. Yeah. I mean, it's still out there, but it's, you know, mostly bots and it's a complete fucking disaster. But, uh, you know, it, it was very difficult. I think that the thing that I did, well, at once I decided lying really wasn't for me. I stopped for a while, to be honest. And then when I got back into it, I said, okay, I'm not going to lie to anybody anymore. Uh, the thing that made me the most successful that I'm probably not proud of is I lowered my standards. Oh, you broadened your reach, though. By a lot. <laughs> I mean, it was... I uh, I definitely lowered my standards in some ways that I am entirely not proud of. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't think that I did any peg legs or anything like that, but it was pretty close. Okay. Well, again, it was was something to do. Appreciate your honesty. Oh yeah. Yeah. Our listeners are going to be like tuning the fuck out now. Cause you know, Mickey's a douchebag. Yeah, apparently. And Mallory's a smug bitch. (laughs) Well, no, you were just very, very, I don't know, animated. Good (laughs) word. But you know, all right. So as a hot wife, Mallory, I got a couple of questions for you. And, And then I'm sure we'll turn this back on me and my fucked up history. But Let's talk a little bit about, so let's just say what has to happen for a married guy to get past the gate with you? And I'm going to start with, is there something he can say on his own, unfettered, without anybody else, that's going to continue the conversation to the next step? That's Other than I'm married, and then have you go, you piece of shit, you skullduggerous prick. Uh, what can he say that gets him to the next gate? What's the first thing he can say? Well, I wouldn't even say gets him the next gate, keeps him in the game. Okay. That he's, I mean, obviously being honest and transparent, if I find out after the fact that he's, you know, 
uh, aligned himself as single on every platform and conversation, and then it comes out later on married, that's going to give that's that's a strike against your your the trust. Okay, right? so he has to start with start with I'm married and it's okay, and it's okay for me to play solo. So then that opens up the conversation, bigger part of the conversation before we get to the next next gate. Do you believe now, him when he says it? Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's guilty till proven innocent, I guess. All right. I so hate to say that. As a married wow, guy you... playing solo, yeah. we are guilty until proven innocent I with think most women. I, I, I really think mm, I could be an outlier here. Because I don't think I you have, are, you don't historically think so? speaking. Okay. <sighs> so I, I would want to know more about the situation. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt in the respect that let's have a, a, let's continue this conversation, especially if I find myself being, you know, interested right out of the gate maybe he's attractive maybe he's got a profession i'm into maybe he's you know potentially you know that sapiosexual connection sure um let's see what happens okay but so let, let's, maybe there's more maybe there's more to it but I mean, not right out of the gate there's nothing you could really say to make me go oh that's cool i'm <laughs> totally down all right yeah let's do that i don't need to know anything else best yes. of luck no you know as a hot wife i think you have a unique perspective here and I think it's important that our listeners hear your reluctance to engage in this behavior. Okay. Despite the fact that you're an avowed hot wife. I think that they need to know what you're thinking because they don't know how to do it right. They're doing it wrong. We see it every day when people message you. And it's obvious that the guy is is lying. Oh, right? the worst one is, are you married? Well, technically. technically that was great. It's That, that is the fucking canned answer to that i think we've gotten more will technically than yes or no's yeah they don't want to answer the question yes because they're afraid of what you'll do which is leave right so how i mean do you need to talk to his wife how do you go about saying okay Ooh, i hear what you one. said mm -hmm. uh but i'm gonna need to talk to her that's having the ability to do so is a plus i don't know that it's a requirement at least not every time. I think the best example I have is when they had like a couples mm -hmm. and his single and her single. And there was a... So a, they had three profiles. So effectively, yeah, because they both played solo and they played as a couple. But they essentially had three profiles to kind of like parse out each individualized and mm -hmm. the, the group dynamic there. So Does that in and of itself give you a little more confidence? Because you know... Number one, that they have a couple's profile. And number oh, two, you know who she is. Come on. What is the first thing that happens when you get a friend request? You go, you look at them, their profile, like see if you know them, see who else you know who knows them. It gives, it establishes credibility credibility, mm -hmm. and gives you like an immediate audit, yeah. right? To, to kind of substantiate, you know, what they're saying or what they've said. Okay. So this is just like when you rode the different bus home from school, you had to bring a note from your mom. And you had to give it to the bus driver so you could get on the other bus and go home with your friend. <laughs> like a permission slip? Right. So basically, you got to get a note from your wife and show up and be like, I can ride your bus. No, but I, I think you go into this later. Like, there's something better than a permission slip, potentially, that could help establish and give them credibility. Oh, I think that's absolutely true. I think we can chat about that in a, in a minute. Uh, is there any way that just automatically works with you? <sighs> with me, no, but I'm a very complex and smug individual. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ride that one for a while. I hope you know. Well, I'm not going to say yeah. that you earned it because that just means you'll ride it longer. Yeah. But Yeah. I'm going to look smug with your dick in my mouth later. Uh, you can look as smug as you want if my dick is in <laughs> your just, mouth. That didn't That's actually totally work fine. the way I thought it would. Yeah. My head. I'm all in. 
<laughs> By all means, both yeah. inches. Uh, so what do we suggest guys do to have better luck getting out there on their side of an open relationship? Is there even a, a good place to start looking? You know what? There, There's a couple you know, sites and services that actually allow you to select ethically, ethically non-monogamous open relationship and a myriad of other things, even down to your pronoun on some of these. Um, personally, I've used field. Yeah. Um, that one, um, it has the, the E&M status, so you don't have to lie about it. It's not as popular as maybe OkCupid, which I'll talk about here in a second, but it's definitely growing. Um, OkCupid also has the E&M uh, status, which is a huge bonus. Um, this one, I think it's a little more popular, um, but I mean, it. they're both kind of far behind as far as how many people are on the services than like at Tinder. And I know t- a lot of people in this community use Tinder for that purpose. Yeah. And Tinder is hard to use, right? Because Tinder it very, is very much against non-monogamy, uh, probably because there's a shit Out- of it going on. I on was Tinder. like outwardly, yeah, as a, like they don't allow you to be that on their service, but I think effectively... It is it is like the hookup app of all hookup apps in the history of ever. Yeah, I think that's a hundred percent the case. I mean, and it's I mean, it reminds me. We're gonna but I'm not gonna, for I'm gonna date myself again. <laughs> no, not for Anna. But I'm gonna date myself again and go back to you. Do you remember there was a website back in the day called uh, Hot or Not? <gasps> oh my God! Yes, that's fucking Tinder. Gross. That's all it is. Yeah. You put your you put your picture up there, and then they can. And today we swipe right or swipe left, but. Back then, you just clicked hot or not hot, and then their pictures got voted, upvoted, or downvoted. And, I mean, if you're a fucking glutton, you could post your picture and let people tell you how average you really are. Uh, And then if you're a screaming hot girl, then everybody's like, hey, what's your number? Where do you live? Right? I mean, they just start blowing you up. So, uh, I think Tinder's the same thing as as hot or not from back in the day. Oh, my God. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. That's all it is. But, you know, we talk about things like OkCupid and Field and things like that. Uh, It is important to recognize that not all of us live in a metropolitan area. Yeah, that's true. if you live in the sticks, right, if you live out in the middle of, you know, God's country, Pampa, Texas or whatever, you know, uh, then obviously you guys are, you know, you're not. I just saw that on a thing there. Yeah, I did. I I saw it on a map. But, you know, it's, I think it's. just sitting around looking at maps. Well, hey, what else do I have to do? Your mom gave me an atlas for Christmas, and she put it in the bathroom, (laughs) so that's all I have to read. Because you forgot your phone. Who forgets their phone when they go to the bathroom? Let's not go there right now. It's not important. You're getting off topic. (laughs) My bathroom reading is not the subject of this episode. (laughs) Go read your atlas now. Get away from me. I'm going to go back to Texas on my atlas. Anyway, but if you're in the middle of God's country, you probably aren't going to have a lot of success with things like Field or maybe even OkCupid because they're just not densely populated, right? There's not going to be a ton of traffic there. So you might want to go with something like a Tinder if you live in the sticks. Yeah, and there's a couple other others. I don't have uh, history with them, but I've heard things about Bumble and Match, especially in the hot wife community. Yeah, I, I would say definitely more Bumble than Match. Match is definitely geared toward relationships. Uh, you know, the only thing I'll say for most of these websites is they're not really designed to hook you up with a person and get you off. They're designed to keep you there. And by get you off, I mean get you off the platform, not make you come, you sick fuckers. But what I'm talking about is they kind of trickle new users to you like they're new, but they're really not. OkCupid's kind of notorious for this. So oh. when you first when you first join up, you have like 60 matches. 
And you're like, wow, there's tons of people in my Dude, that happened to me in field. I was like, I'm amazing. And then it was not the And then you got one a week or two a week, right? Because that's the object is to keep you hanging on in hopes that the perfect person is going to be popping up in your inbox in the next week or maybe the week after or maybe the week after. But most importantly, after your subscription renews. So don't lose faith and keep in mind, this is not going to be free. You're still going to have to do some searching on places like Double Date Nation, SDC, Cassidy, whatever. But you're going to be reaching out to couples that often get a barrage of messages from dudes, right? They're just going to get buried. So this is a numbers game, regardless of how you look at it, gentlemen. No matter how you look at this, you're going to have to throw a lot of game to be successful. So effectively, this is going to, you're going to have to rewind the tape and go back to dating as a single and then add another layer of complexity to it. Well, yeah, because you're tying one hand behind your back because when you're a single guy, we can do some things that, that really kind of embolden our chances, right? We can have a good job, drive a nice car, wear nice clothes. Why do those a, things work for you as on, a married guy? Have a nice house. Uh-huh right? And have something to offer, a stability, okay. comfort, a life, children, right? There's things as single guys that we can characteristically I, offer in a relationship that intuitively are attractive to women. I know that your inner feminist is telling me to eat shit, but- I was just thinking my standards were too low. Like <laughs> I was not looking for all of those things. My list was way shorter than that. When That's I was what you dating. made it easy for me. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> But in reality, (laughs) I think that those biologically are things that are attractive, right? When a guy is stable, has a good job, he's maybe has a good father if he already has kids. Maybe he's good to waiters and waitresses and his dog and all these things. And you're like, wow, I could really love this guy forever. None of those things play into your favor, really, and ethical non-monogamy. I mean, they do, but not the same way. Okay. Right, so let's kind of talk... And kind of flip it around a little bit because we're going to get to some of that when we talk about this. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the things that guys can do to make their already shit chances (laughs) a little bit better. Come on, let's smoke some hopium here. No. (laughs) What the (laughs) fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) I'm going to start with pictures. I think pictures is the obvious one. You're... This is your curb appeal, right? Think about it like a real estate agent. You want the house to look as good good as it can from the road as people pass by trim the bushes it makes the house look bigger (laughs) yes exactly um so i mean take take some time put some effort and even get some taken if you need to you know um i would recommend laying off the gym pictures i mean maybe one or two sprinkled in there but like if that's the majority or your even your profile pic it screams narcissism a little bit and i don't want to feel like you're going to be the center of attention in our engagement. Yeah. Like, and only you. Yeah. And it's, I feel... I feel the same way about fish pictures. Like, like when, when like I look at P- pictures... PH yeah. or F? No. F. Okay. Because like, definitely none of the PH ones. No, don't... Do no, not fish girls because no they, they will... Ooh, you will get canceled. Right. Do not show up being an entirely different person. Yeah. No, I'm saying like no fishing pictures, right? Okay. It's like every guy, for whatever reason, I like my fish pictures. I take pictures of me with fish too. Yeah. I do not put them on our profile. Okay, that's fair. I, I'm i not as adamant about the, the outdoorsy, like fishing, boating, camping, tennis, like yeah, sports. I mean, you were raised a redneck, so it's fine. Wow. Like, wow. You're really going like below the belt here, mister. Not at all. I love rednecks. Okay. Well, I, I relate. <laughs> but- Again, don't don't make it your maybe 
primary po- profile picture and maybe not more than one or two. Yeah, and you definitely don't want to like hold the bass's mouth up to the camera and be like, I can see you making this face with my dick in your mouth. Yeah, no, that doesn't scream. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. no, none of that. But, you know, something I love is like the nice clean cut, maybe like going out dress shirt, even a nice pair of jeans or dress pants or suit. Um, yeah. Those always seem Show off good. your style. Yeah. Show off your personality. Yeah. You know, show off something other than, and you know what, don't get me wrong, right? I mean, if your passion is is things like fishing, if your passion is things like, you know, dance or, or you know, your car or whatever it else, you're, what the hell have you done over there? I smell my water and it looks like I pissed myself. No, they can't it's see you. This is an cold. audio production, darling. It's so cold. Aww. You have a cold vagina. And I have no towel. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. We're going to be back right after this. We clean her up. All right, we're back with Mallory's wet ass. My butt is so wet. I. Why did you give me a cup with no lid? Well, it's not my fault. It is totally that your you fault. You can't be trusted to hold I a glass. Okay, I can't. that is. You're, you're sober. I the last totally, episode, you were not sober. I would have totally understood. I this. To- I know I'm sober, but I just I can't be trusted with those things. Oh my god! This is why we have a thousand cups with lids. In our home. You realize you tell everybody that I'm the extra child and you just tell me you can't be trusted without a sippy cup. Uh, okay. Anyway. Just want to point that out. But anyway, sweat. back to photographs. Definitely get some nice pictures taken, guys. Uh, there's nothing wrong with looking your best in these pictures. One of my buddies, matter of fact, he's been on the show, is the alabaster scrotum. You know, when he was out there looking, and it's the same advice I gave him, he was on match. And I'm like, dude, go get your photos taken. Get a photographer in there and get some good pictures of yourself. And... You know, he's ugly as fuck, so it was really hard for him to get good pictures Oh, my taken. God, you're such a jerk. He's not. <laughs> so I had to, uh, you know, push him to do that. But he did, and uh, his girlfriend is stunning. So yeah. he did just fine. He does have good taste. Yeah, well, he's got very, very high standards. but <laughs> So he's alone a lot. But, yeah, I mean, like, it, and if, like, if, if you can't afford a photographer, that's not a big deal. Have a friend take him. Yeah. You know, whatnot. Yeah, so, something that's not a selfie, right? Yeah. There's a good answer. Have a friend take it. You know, put on a nice shirt. You know, and house twelve dollars on Amazon, little Bluetooth like um, tripod with a little clicker, and you're all set. There you go. You can use those for your dick pics too, fellas. Yeah, I'll, we'll show you how. <laughs> right. So, and your profile. Here's something that's kind of a big deal, right? And this this actually applies to swinger profiles too. I think. Okay. Uh, not just ENM or only open marriages or singles, but be affable, be approachable, be fun. Talk about some things that you're genuinely passionate about that are not getting laid. Don't make it all about mm. sex, boys. The If you can tell me something that you're passionate about and really exude that passion in conversation, in my head I'm already in parallel thinking about, well, if he's this excited about this thing, like, wow, he's really going to be, like, into sex. Yeah. Show me that I, you've I got make, some. I personally make yeah. that correlation. Really? Is that crazy? God, I just love putting my fingers on the piano and the feeling of the vibration and the tingling. Maybe. Yeah, but you like, can't play piano, so I don't believe you. I can play with one key. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Here, let me do that on your clit later and see how that goes. Ding, ding, yeah, ding, 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 we're not dinking my clit. Thank you, though. <laughs> <laughs> nah, seriously, guys, if you're not trying to fall in love, but you do need to make her feel comfortable and show her that you're not utterly objectifying her before she asks you to. Yeah, there's a good one. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, before she's like, uh, please. Yeah, it's and I think a lot of times 
you know, I, I think one of the most troubling things I see in profiles, even in whether they're couples or guys, is we all know what we're here for. What a fast way to completely eliminate part of a conversation. What if that person had amazing things to tell you about things that you had no idea they knew about? And you're like, well, I don't want to talk about that. I just want to talk about fucking because that's why I'm here. That's a good way to get kicked out of the club for me. Quick. Yeah. For a lot of people, right? I mean, you can't tell them what they want to talk about. Be open. That's what I mean by affable, right? And here's another here's another indicator in conversation. And I'm just I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, not at all. Um, it's a true show too. If you can't, yeah, that's true. Um, if you can't hold a conversation with me, you're not going to keep up with me in bed. That's that's an assumption I make. Right for right or wrong, if it tells me you're not listening, you're not taking direction. You have one objective, and if that's the only objective, you're not going to be a great lover because it, it's a two way street. That's true. So what you're saying is. If they don't stop to hear you and what you want in a conversation, then they're a poor communicator. And if they're a poor communicator out of the bed, they're going to be a poor communicator or, in the bed. Or they don't have confidence enough to talk about their their wants, likes, feelings, opinions on things. Right. Um, they just want to fast track the transaction. And that's not my bag. Well, and at the end of the day, none of us in ethical non-monogamy in open marriages or otherwise are a, are a known quantity initially to the other party. Mm-hmm. So... At the end, you're taking a, a shot on somebody. You're taking a risk on somebody, giving them a chance to sleep with you and please you. So it, to minimize those risks is the goal, right? So women characteristically, and, and this, again, is kind of generalizations. This is not everything. But women feel sexy when they feel certain things. Mm-hmm. Safe. Safe is a big one. You know, that almost that gives me permission to let down my guard. So that I can enjoy the environment I'm in. Right. When's when the I last time you got wet in a horror flick? Never. Yeah, right. I mean. Somebody does, yeah. but not you. Yeah. If, yeah, if I'm scared or I don't feel comfortable, there's no chance I'm horny. Yeah. So safety is important. Mm-hmm. And, and again, what we're getting at here, guys, is these things that you're building toward. You want her to feel these things. You want her to feel safe. You want her to feel respected. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Right? Respected yep. is a big deal because, so don't use derogatory language or offensive language for body parts unless she tells you that it turns her on. Excellent. Specifically, avoid the golden monster, right? The shining example for all swear words that all women hate. Uh, cunt? That'd be the one. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's one of those, like, unless I say it first and in the throes of passion, I pr- probably should, we shouldn't. It, it just it comes all. off the tongue wrong. If I look at you and go, God, and I can't wait to get in your and cunt. You know what? <clears throat> and here's one. Pussy. It really depends on who says it and how. Sometimes it comes across very sexy. Sometimes it comes across as just gross. Yeah, I tend so. to eschew names for body parts, especially in new relationships, just because... I think it's easier to refer to a person as a whole person mm-hmm. and not objectify individual parts of them. Unless, uh, unless I'm calling that's out, part of it. Exactly. Like if, but unless it's part of their kink or they're into it. But I, I in, or it's something that is uh, maybe not something that puts them on edge or on guard. Like you have beautiful eyes. I can say that, but I can say, God, I can't wait to see your tits. Wait a minute. That's very two different things. I'm still complimenting two parts of your body. You have beautiful tits, you have beautiful eyes, and you have both. But I think it's a lot more acceptable to talk about something you can easily see. Uh, Your hair looks beautiful tonight. But if I go, 
wow, your ass looks amazing in those pants. Eh, eh, it really depends on comfort level before you can say something like that. It really so does. Just I, would, I wouldn't, yeah. I would err on the side of caution and read the room, know your audience. Yeah, skip it. Just err on the side of respect until it's time to be disrespectful. And then you're still being respectful because she told you it was okay. Yeah. And I've had guys actually ask permission if they could say something a little more risque. That is a great like, thing. Pardon me, but I I have something I want to tell you, but I, I, I really hope it doesn't offend you. Do you mind if I refer to... And then X, Y, or Z. Well played, sir. Yes. And then I'm like, hmm. You (laughs) like that? Hmm? Yeah. Get you some. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, something else that you should do with women is make them feel desired. Oh, that's that's huge. But not stalked. Exactly. That's a fine line. Like, this is not, like, desperately longed for, you know, or providing to a charity or fulfilling, like, a lifelong fantasy. I mean, that's not anywhere close to what this is about. Um, you're going to have to work for it though. And you're going to have to still play it a little cool while still make her feel like she's wanted. So it's, it's a little bit of a cat and mouse, a little bit of a cat and mouse. And it's a, it's a very fine line, you know? So it's kind of, um, it's kind of like playing a fish guys. If you, if you pull too hard, you're going to pull it out of their mouth. If you don't pull hard enough, they're going to run away. It's a very, it's, it's a dance since we're talking about fish pictures. (laughs) Yeah. Of course she would. Of course I would. And yeah, I just, I'm all right. I have a lot of fish pictures, whatever. What about making people feel valued? Is that different than desired? Yeah. I think this is letting them know that their time matters, that, you know, they as a human matter, but not to like the deep depths of like what I described earlier as well. Like if you're, you say you're going to message or text, do it. Mm -hmm. If you say you're going to show up, do it. Yeah. Keep the lines of communication open. Shit happens, but let them know. I've had that happen before, and it does feel shitty. Yeah. Like, I understand life happens, whatnot, but, like, a, a simple text could, of course, corrected that and just kept me in the loop and, and made me feel like you valued my time mm-hmm. and my intentions. Um, yeah, well, one thing I can tell you in, in terms of valued that is super important from experience Mm-hmm is showing them they're valued after you play. Oh, that is so important. I'm actually struggling with a little bit of that right now. So, like, preach. Yeah, right. It's it's important before. I mean, I was kind of famous for holding parking spots under a under a tra- under a light or close to where we were going. And then, oh, so that, that when you guys were done with your date, like she didn't have to walk exactly. out to her car. I mean, you always. I know you. You would totally walk them to their car every time. That was st- that's still like very very thoughtful of you. Uh, just to make sure they didn't have far to go, that it was safe. And and you know what, I also did it, it just to kind of. I've always kind of subscribed to the Groucho Marx theory that Which, I would have no part of a club that would have me as a member. Okay, meaning that I'm just going to expect that they may not be into me, and that's okay. And if for some reason they wanted to leave before or they didn't want me to walk them to their car or maybe I wasn't what they expected I would be, I wanted them to be safe and, and know that they were valued even if they weren't into me and be able to get to where they needed to go safely and quickly. So I would just say, hey, I got a great parking spot here. When you pull up, I'm in this vehicle. I'm in a red Dodge, whatever. Uh, I'm going to back out and you take the parking spot and I'll go park out on the back 40 and we'll meet up inside. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, And I think that things like that, and you can do any number of those things, even if it's, hey, uh, I'm on my way, I got here early, and there was a detour, so you have to go this other way. 
but I'm still at the restaurant. Just know that there's a detour. Be ready for that when you get over here. Or there's a lot of traffic. Maybe we should meet somewhere else. Or or maybe this place is closed. Uh, I'm gonna have, what do you think of going here? Mm-hmm. If you're early, you can do those kind of things. And it shows that you value that person, their safety, and their time. I love that. And I think that matters. I do too. So, um, what else? You know, something that can make it really easy just to hold their attention, um, make them feel some of those things that we've just talked about, uh, is listening. Yeah, make them feel heard. Like, and that that comes to, that keys into the conversation as a whole, though. You know, they need to ask about, you know, what are you interested in? Do, or is there anything you're passionate about? Or are there things that make her laugh, maybe? Um, if you show that you have general interest in getting to know me before getting inside me, that's that's like that is literally one of the quickest paths to my pants. Hmm. I'm learning stuff here. I, folks. I'm sorry. Like I, I should I be ashamed that I see those as signs of respect and affirmation? No, I don't think you should be ashamed of that okay. at all. I think it's solid. Okay. Now everything we've just talked about here, guys, or not everything, but a lot of what we just talked about is what happens after you get the date. So there are some other things that are before the date, right? Mm -hmm. Because the date's actually the hardest thing to get. That's true. That's true. I've kind of jumped the gun there. Well, and we've talked a little bit or a lot of bit about things that are after you get the date. But before you get the date, there's some other things you can do. And something that I found to be extremely helpful in my time was make notes. Do not send the same fucking form letter message to the same girl twice. Oh, my gosh. We we get that. We get it all the time uh, uh, from couples. Or or we get it from guys, too. We get it from a lot of guys. We get the same form letter. What's funny is, literally, we got one yesterday, and the last time we heard from them was in June. Yeah. And the very next message was the exact same message they sent us in June, and it was yesterday. Wow. I'm like, did you not notice that when you hit send? I I get it. It's still a numbers game, but I will say front of the pack goes anyone who, because I'll typically plant, I don't, won't call them Easter eggs, but pertinent information that, you know, are, are identifiers for me that you've read my profile and that Brilliant. I put something quirky or funny or like in there. When they reference it, I'm like, motherfucker, they went through my profile and actually spent the time to figure out who I am and then wanted to respond to me and cur- curate the response that reflects what they were able to read, what they know of me. I tend to be entertained at least and, and I'm I feel a little more endeared to the people, for example, that respond to our couple's profile. Uh, and we have in that profile that you have an affection for firefighters, first responders, military, and police officers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they comment on that, like I either am or I am not, at least I know they read the profile because it's pretty much all the way at the bottom. Right, exactly. And it's it's such a, in a lot of ways, that's kind of an icebreaker too. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, this last thing here, well, it's, it's not quite the last thing, but it's next to the last. But, guys, this is, like we said earlier, this is a numbers game. There are going to be a lot of profiles that are either fake, that are unattended, they were trial accounts. I don't trust you with that water, by the way. I just drank it all. It's fine. Okay. Uh, but you're going to cast a wide net. The chances of finding the perfect friend in your backyard is pretty freaking slim. Okay. Unless you live in a very densely populated area like New York City. So you're going to have to cast your net wide and remember that even if you do it all right, still a numbers game. You might send 100 messages to get 10 responses that result in one date. Don't get discouraged. Whatever you do, don't get pushy. Right. 
that's important. Yeah, and I, I think they'll likely need multiple services, right? I, I don't know that signing up for one is going to do them any Yeah, for the best chances favors. of success, you're probably going to need to be in a number of places. Yeah, and you're going to have to log in consistent, consistently. You yeah. know, lag time of not, you know, being on there is, is not going to work for you. Yeah, you can't hit it once a month. And, you know, here's the other thing you can't do. Don't hit it Friday afternoon because your wife suddenly has a date and you want something to do. And be like, what are you doing tonight? Oh, no, I think you guys may have to nurture those objectives a lot more, like you said. Yeah. And uh, officially, last one, don't be me. Don't be what I used to be. Don't do what I did. Don't be a lying scumbag. <laughs> right? I'm so glad you're not a lying scumbag anymore. Oh, God, not even a little bit. You know, it, it really should be common sense, guys. But unfortunately, desperate times call for desperate measures. Many guys just leave it off for another time and they never get around to discussing it, right? Or until it comes up. All this does is violate almost everything that makes a woman feel sexy that we talked about a little while ago. And it leads her on and puts her in a terrible position. Don't do it. Seriously. Don't, even if it means you spend more time trying than succeeding. Yeah. A little side note here, if I may just derail this conversation. In If they are married playing solo, something that may be something super cool for them to have, especially if they have a couple's profile and she's their single profile, right, that we discussed earlier. What if their wife wrote a testimonial for him? I think that's a great thing. But I think the other thing that they should you should probably do is as part of your photos, have a photo of you and your wife and have her do something silly or fun, like hold up a sign that go, I'm good with it. Yeah. Or it's Please cool. fuck my husband. Fuck my husband <laughs> or, you know, husband for rent or whatever. Right. You know, I mean, have some fun with it uh, that shows that she's cool with it, that she's, she's comfortable with yeah, it. Yeah, and uh, being open. And if she's open to being accessible, like maybe you can drop in her DM and be like, yo... <laughs> Yeah, that's or a, have, like a have, group, have a group have a group message. Yeah, that's true. Right, and that's just say, hey, you know, this is Mallory, and uh, this is my wife, and she's cool with us going on a date and potentially hooking up and having some fun. Uh, Mallory, by all means, talk to girl B or whatever, right? I mean, it's it can be a challenge. So one last thing before we jump off to Mallory's toy box, which is our <gasps> Ooh, segment. I'm so excited. I'm going to talk about dicks. Oh, sweet. We've been talking about dicks this whole time. But this is going to be a bit controversial, which is why I wanted to end with it. And, and I think it's probably worthwhile. So, guys, please forgive me on this one. There's people that are not going to like this. Matter of fact, I know Mallory's not going to like it. Okay, go for it. And it's important. All right? Know your league and stay in it. For the best chances of success. What the fuck does success. that mean? I hate to say this, but I see it all the time, and I, I've seen it a ton, especially, you know, in, in your situation. And no, I'm not saying to stand in the mirror lamenting your receding hairline while sobbing over a glass of wine and watching Gilmore Girls. I'm not telling you guys that you're not good enough. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm telling you is that a 40-something middle-aged guy with a dad bod who hasn't seen a gym in the better part of 20 years who has the fashion of a 40-something middle-aged dad bod guy, you know, with, you know, T-shirts. Cargo shirts and Crocs. Right, cargo fucker. shorts, Crocs with socks, Ooh. world's greatest dad T-shirt. Oh, I'm masturbatory over here. I right. love that. You're just I'm rubbing into it. it out I'm right totally now. into it. I'm not being facetious or smug. I know you're not. You might be, but here's the thing. The 21-year-old hottie you're hitting up on Tinder probably isn't into that. She's probably not into guys that are her dad's age, she probably thinks you're a creeper. 
If you're attracted to girls like that, you already have, you've cut your chances pretty lean already because that the group in that age range, for example, or, or in that style range or whatever is already pretty thin for, for ones that are interested in 40-something-year-old guys, right? So a, a 22 or 24-year-old girl, you know, in college, best, in best shape of her life, looks amazing. There aren't a ton of those that are into 40-something-year-old guys with dad bots. There's just not a ton of them. So you already have, you're already got slim pickings, and now you're married. So now you just took it down to 1% of 5%. You just killed off half of your chances by shooting for the stars. And I'm not saying you shouldn't shoot for the stars, but if that's all you do, you're going to be like the alabaster scrotum and spend a lot of time masturbating. I was going to say, don't listen to Mickey. I believe in you. You can do it. <laughs> Just don't be creepy or weird or jerk, okay? Yeah, right? You know, what you're looking for is is a friend like you, right? Don't make choices that make it harder on yourself. It's already damn near impossible. The whole episode title was Mission Impossible. So look for people that have similar demographics to you, right? Sim so region, age, you know, uh, similar income levels, right? If all you do is hit on waitresses, which, by the way, I'm guilty of. I know. Hitting on so many waitresses, it's stupid, right? Uh, it, it may not work in the long term because you guys may not want or desire the same things. Uh, so similar wants. Look for somebody maybe that's also married or also in an open relationship. That's a great thing to do and, and already increases your chances of success. And the last thing is somebody that knows that this is probably not a forever thing. Well, I mean, if you're married, probably not. Uh, well, it some really people depends. get delusions of grandeur and they think that they're going to talk you out of what you're in. When you see those signs, you got to walk away. Yeah, that's true. I've been there. Yeah, we have. So there's there's some pretty brutal truth dropped here for how difficult this is. But I think that there's opportunity and I think it can be done. I think guys prove it every day and women yeah. help them prove it. And, you know, I, I think you're right. I think there's there's a lot of struggles here. And, you know, this conversation is by no means like comprehensive, right? Yeah. Again, we, we said this is just opinion based. You had, you know, a sample to pull from yeah. and your experiences. And I, I gave my perspective being, you know, a single girl. Well, not a single girl, but like doing the hot wife thing. I just said single girl. That just made me laugh. Please, I never, I don't want to be a single girl. You sure? Don't divorce well, we me. We can make that happen. I won't be smoking Mickey's anymore. on the market, ladies. <laughs> Line up at the door. I promise to never be smoke again unless I'm right. Whatever. I'm getting um, out my Crocs and my socks. <laughs> um, but like you said, nothing, nothing we said here is irrefutable, right? No. It's not gospel. It's no, it's not, not going to apply to every yeah. single person. There's no person listening to this show, either of them, that everything we said is going to apply to. Right. Absolutely not. And you know what? Everyone's going to have their own opinions and their own experiences, and that's cool. That's that's okay. And if there's anything positive to offer um, out to the community, you know, raise your hand. Yeah. I, I well, mean, I think this is this is a tough conversation and tough objective for gentlemen out there to have. It really to go is. After. I, so anything that you can offer yeah. that would be helpful would be great. I mean, they they literally are trying to win the Super Bowl by themselves, right? When they go out there, they're, they're like, the real heroes. They are. They are the real <laughs> men of genius. The guys that go out there and slug this shit out on their own. No, it, this is designed. Actually, this episode is not designed to bag on anybody that's trying to do that. I've been that guy. I respect the shit out of you if you're trying because it's not easy. And it's designed to help our friends out there have better experiences and open, ethically non-monogamous relationships as a guy. It's hard to get laid as a married guy playing single. We honestly hope, some, hell, any of you find this helpful. 
And uh, we got a toy box up if you want to tell everybody how to find us. They're beautiful. Sure. We are Casual Swinger everywhere. You can find us at casualswinger.com. Feel free to shoot us a message at podcast at casualswinger.com. We are on social media. That's Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. You can also find us on the dating sites. That's SDCSLS, Cassidy, and Double Date Nation. Mm, she's quick at it, even when she calls Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> I also said I was single. I can't believe we did and that. And she's single. And I spilt water. I need I need dry January to be over because I'm a hot mess express. That's right. You need a drink. That'll fix it all. Folks, <laughs> we'll be right back with Mallory's Toy Box and some of her favorite rubber dicks. You've been listening to Casual Swear. Penis! And we're back to Casual Swinger from Mallory's box. Yes, and my butt's still wet. <laughs> we're talking about the other side, oh. the other box. <laughs> oh, this box. Yes, her mm. toy box. We haven't had a toy box in a while, and I'm super excited for this one. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> so uh, we're going to play with some dicks today. Oh, boy. <laughs> I can't I've wait. Been, I've been really loving double play, like using my vibrator and my dildos. Really? Uh-huh. Very much so. And what I absolutely love about these is they're so multi-purpose and like, I don't know, they're just really getting the job done for me lately, especially since I'm in that headspace. So we're talking about, um, these items are both made by Blush. So we're going to talk about the Blush um, Avant and the Blush Rouge Jammy. Um, we actually just recommended the Jammy to somebody recently. So two thumbs up. I think I was Shane um, from Sex on the Fringe. Nice. So what I love about the Blush Avant, um, it, it's actually the D8, um, okay. and it's one of the Ergo uh, lines. And what that is, it's like a ergonomical feature that they made that has, uh, what is it called? It's got the dual density. That's what it is. Dual oh, density, yeah. where it has the rod kind of Solid in the middle. Solid core center. Solid core, and then it's got a more malleable but firm outer core. Outer, so it um, kind of feels like a real dick. Kind of without the veins. So it's very smooth in its contours. It's still shaped like a penis without the balls, um, but it's very, very smooth. But it's got some give to it, and it's pure silicone. Um, I, I absolutely love the weight and how it feels. Mm -hmm. um, super easy to clean. I can use it in my all of my harnesses, and it has the suction attachment, so I can use it on the headboard or you know on the tile either in the shower, on the floor. So it really can be used in multiple areas. I, I love a good multi-purpose dildo like that. The other side of this is the blush does a great job about giving the descriptions of the sizes, which is not really usual in that community. But Avant does a great job of that's that. That's uncommon with dildos, period. Like it's, They tell you exactly. their length and their insertable well, length, but that's about it. Well, it, so they do that, and they also give you, like, the girth. So the size on this one is seven and a half inches long with six inches being insertable. So you you do have a little bit of a base there. And it's one and a half inches wide. So if you did, you wanted to do, like, the full, like, circumference, you could figure that out by times it what by They expect you yeah. to be good at geometry, yes, yeah. There. But a lot of them will but, give you circumference, but not width. Right. So the width in that is an inch and a half, which okay. doesn't seem like a lot, but I promise you, it feel, it's... It's a, it's sizable. So you noticed. Yes, okay. I definitely noticed the girth. And this is on um, the D8, I, yes. not the jammy. Yes, this is the D8. And it's not, I wouldn't say like it's a big stretch for me because, I mean, you're pretty girthy. 
So I want to say it's it's a little more narrow than you are. Mm. So, but not by it's probably comparable mm-hmm. in a manufactured dildo. I think you're just a slight bit wider. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Guess they didn't use me as the uh, model for that one. Yeah, but it's also comfortable because it still has that weight with mm-hmm. that stiffness, but it has the flexibility. So I'm able to use it where it still kind of hits like the sides, the wall, the back. Um, and not break because some of them that have that quote unquote real feel to them are a little bit almost too like flimsy, not flimsy when I was flaccid. Mm-hmm. They almost feel flaccid, and I don't like that because I like giving it. We don't even use those anymore because they're always made of TPR, TPE, yeah. not body safe silicone yeah, and, like the blush stuff and, is. And this is exactly it's all body safe silicone. Um, plat this one pl- is platinum platinum cured silicone. So it's non-porous, super easy to clean, mm-hmm. like squeaky clean. And you know me and the germs and like the dust and, and whatnot, all that shit. It works fine with Uber Lube. That's an old wives it, tale. Yep. You can't use a silicone-based lube with a silicone toy. No, Just and clean I, mean, when you're out of, I was going to say out of habit, regardless of whatever lube you use, you should, act, you should be washing them after use pretty much immediately. Once you're done playing. Right. The Don't come thing, and pass out. Wash your dildo. The next you go thing you do, I mean, you go pee, go clean up, always pee after sex. It's good for your, your you know, your bladder systems and whatnot down there. Okay. Um, And then go clean your shit. Like, don't let that sit there and, and fester and flake and bleh. Um, bad, bad habit. <laughs> so, and the other one that Avant makes that I really like, and I'm, I'm going to blush a little bit when I'm going to say it. Oh, is that a pun? Funny. It's funny. It's funny. Um, is the ruse jammy. <laughs> That thing's popular as hell. I can see why. <laughs> well, Mrs. Monogamish loves hers to pieces, too. Um, that's an awesome dildo. It's girthy. It's got a little bit of weight to it, not in the core like uh, the other one does, but like overall because it's it's pretty sizable. And the construction has all the vein definition in them, so you get some friction off that, you know, um, so it's, it's a big dong without being a it giant is, dong. It is. It is. It is seven and a half inches insertable, eight inches long, um, two inches wide. So it's the, it's wider than you. I actually can feel a little bit of a stretch when I use it. Nice. So that for me, and for me, when I'm masturbating, that's part of like the turn on and part of the um, piece that gets me to climax is that feel of stretch especially as it's, like, slowly being put in. Um, fucking love it. And same concept. It can go with me and my strap-on or um, on the headboard, shower, same suction design. And I lied. The The other one actually does have a little tiny set of balls on it. I thought it did, but I, I, I was thinking about that because so. <laughs> I had it on the headboard and it was hitting, like, my clit a little bit. So I had to I, I just reround the tape and it popped up. So I lied, guys. The... Um, the the blush avant does have balls on the it. DA, the DA, yeah. um, but the the jammy's actually fantastic. Um, so it, it's got a curved shaft to it, unlike the other one, which I like, and a more pronounced what they call corona to the head of the dick. So it's like a little more obvious. You get a little extra rub and and push with that, um, and I find it hits my G spot pretty well. And and on the description, it it identifies that really great for g-spot and prostate play yeah well we're not putting any of those monsters anywhere near my butthole so <laughs> i was gonna say you're no we're good i wish you luck yeah. 
Thanks. I need to be able to sit down to drive places. So we're we're not going to do that. But you know, yeah, I and it's all pure, pure pure silicone too. Yeah, they are, and you know the. So Blush has done a really good job as a whole. The Avant series, the Ruse series, uh, there's just they've really done a good job of seeing that the market was moving toward body safe toys, mm-hmm. and they came out with both of these lines. There's the D7, for example, which is a slightly smaller version of that Avant that Mallory was talking about. Yeah, so, and the the D10 I think isn't the other one. Uh, yeah, and and uh, that because that's a mini. Yeah, that's the a D10 tiny is one. The mini. So they they really make. Not only do they come in all these shapes and sizes. They're also body safe. They also work with all the harnesses. Like yeah. And their descriptions are spot on. They are. And but so when you look at toys like this, when you look at, for example, the Avant series, one of the nice things about the Avant series is it does have that smooth construction. So if you are using it for, for let's say, dual play, for like pegging, for example, if you're playing as a couple, mm-hmm. smooth toys are better for things like pegging than things like the jammy. The Ruse jammy has a very lifelike exterior experience with veins and ridges and edges. Yeah, and it's definitely firmer. So mm-hmm. in some ways, less like the real thing because there's a little bit less give. I wanted that out of the Stildo, especially for obviously vaginal use in that circumstance and i can see exactly what you're saying if i were to uh, pick one for anal play definitely the smooth contour well and that's kind of the case it's the same thing i tell everybody that reaches out to us in the store they're like i'm looking for a toy for pegging i'm like small and smooth because just going up your butt and guys don't buy small and smooth just you know guys always buy things that look like giant triumphant dicks and that's, if you're a guy getting into pegging, that's not what you want to start out with. You're not ready for that. And those yeah, kind of things are for vaginas that are used to having dicks with ridges and veins and things in them. Yeah, that could actually be dangerous for it them. It can. You can actually hurt yourself and spend a long time in the hospital. We've actually heard about someone who did that. Yeah, and I can tell you, um, you will not enjoy having a bag. No. <laughs> a shit bag. A shit bag is not definitely not something you want. So, uh, But these toys are some of the more inexpensive high quality toys too. I mean, we're talking These are all under $50. Yeah, under 50 bucks and they're and incredibly high quality. Under, yeah, in some cases under 40. Yeah. So, the Blush Avant series, the Ruse series, they're outstanding dildos. Thank you, Miss Mallory, for picking a couple of your you favorites. You know, it's really tough being me, you know, trying out all these new toys like Yeah, you just have to fuck yourself stupid with picture, all these new toys. Picture and I don't care if you call it a gift gif, it, both are right. The hot dog one with the girl in the it's face. The dicks like, flying at you? Yes, but dildos. That is <laughs> that is my life right now. Just no, raining those, dildos. Yeah, because I mean, I think I tried three or, f- no, well, four or five. And I kept going back to the Avons. Like, they're yeah. they're my, my number one dildo. Yeah, we got some hand-poured ones that were nice enough, but. They're great, but I just don't find myself using them as much as the Avant. Yeah, well, I think the consistent quality of them helps. Uh, yeah. Great warranty. Yeah. Good on blush. Yeah, good on blush. They did a good job here. So I think that's going to do it for us and Mission Impossible, folks. Hopefully you guys had fun doing it. Mallory, you want to say bye to these folks? Bye, folks. My butt's dry now. Her butt's dry, and that was it for Mallory's Toy Box. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you again in a couple of weeks. We're going to be teeing up one of our friends for an episode we're going to call Whiskey Business. That's coming your way. So we'll talk soon. I don't know what the fuck to say. (laughs) You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Love you. Bye.